So what what was I saying? Matt Ford. Yeah, fucking Fordy. Eat shit, Ford. Yeah, so Matt Ford of our sister programme, Matt Ford's Unspun, uh, tweeted, Not all can talk to working class people in a way that Corbyn can't. That way presumably being like, Hey, you know what I fought in t- World War Two. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know where the t- came from. <laughs> Well, wrong Lord part too. of the north. It's like when you're listening to MC fucking mortal and he's like, Tut, fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. He poses a genuine threat to Labour's existence. Terrifying. Um, Matt Ford also said around that time on Question Time, those of us on the left. <laughs> I'll just leave a little, uh, oh, little yeah, pause there. Yeah, Matt Ford, the left. <laughs> created this climate for UKIP by depriving a mainstream voice to be anti-immigration. <laughs> I think that's a real quote. Oh, God. Fucking hell. And the third in this trifecta of appalling takes, we have Matthew Goodwin uh, in The Guardian, who on the 3rd of November... Matthew no- Goodwin, eat my ass. Yeah. <laughs> who uh, on the 3rd of November last year tweeted, UKIP should elect Paul Nuttall or it risks collapse. Matthew, eat the article. Eat the article, eat the tweet, eat the internet, then eat my ass. I am a man of my word. So what here I'm going to do is just sit here and eat my book while you guys carry on. Um, what else to announce? Uh, sadly, the, the US resistance pundit Keith Olbermann, who wraps himself in an American flag to scream about Russia, has... Um, has announced that he will not be doing his uh, YouTube show anymore that GQ put out for him, and okay. he is in fact retiring from political commentary altogether. You've done enough. Have you no sense of decency, sir? At long last. GQ, hire me. I'll do it. Yeah, look, A, hire Laura. B, British pundits. I'm just saying, maybe it's time to take a leaf out of Olbermann's book. Consistency, strong and stable, or is it a bit weak and wobbly, that paper? He's got his mouth full, I hear. Opposing the government and opposing the Conservatives, I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any who dissent. Who are the hard left, Chris? We know who the hard Pick left are. In the you know, ascendancy within the, within the Labour Party way. who associate with the hard left. You just said so that we were right to right wing. The hard left agenda, printing money, nationalising without compensation, that sort of hard left-wing position. Hard sort of left, the hard 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 left, hard left, hard left, the hard left, the hard left, hard left, hard left, the hard left, 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 left, hard left, left, hard left, hard left, left, hard left, left, hard left, hard So we've got an interview with Josie Long for, for our listeners today, haven't we? Yeah, we have. And it is a good one because she is a good egg, to be fair. She's a very, very good egg. Yeah. Out of yeah. all the people we've interviewed on this show, one of the best yeah. eggs of a lot of them. Yeah, I think f- as far as sort of like Twitter and things have been like since uh, around the time the election was called, like Josie has probably been one of like the most important voices because of the fact she's always managed to retain the hope, yeah. like the incredible just sort of 
optimism and hope and stuff that so many of the rest of us have really struggled with when we like there was a there was a time when we were all sort of like struggled quite badly with our mental health and just struggling with the, the the crushing weight of the election and campaigning on the doorstep every day and all sorts of things like that and Josie felt like she always managed to like drill up the morale slightly you know in in, in, a, in a sense absolutely like, the fact that she like her hope has been contagious yeah and it, it it was important and it still is important obviously no, not everything has changed um with regards to like feelings of negativity and things like that but mm. yeah definitely definitely a good egg and it was really good to have a chat to her yeah absolutely um so i guess let's let's go to our in our talk with josie now and uh just on on a little final note before we go to her um congratulations to the hard left of haringey like quite the achievement hey. what what we've, what we've been hearing about because uh those are some fucking shit houses that you've uh you've turfed out there not uh, yeah, that's that's yeah. turf with a u by the way i'm not not uh dropping slurs on the level of melt or capitalist oh god yeah okay josie long Hello. Hey. It's young people. It's crowdsourcing. It's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we are. Well, there we are. Well, there we are. Well, there we're not actually. Not after what she said today. Mm. No. What the fuck oh. was that? Yeah, she's just uh, just all like it's it, it's bigotry to not support BDS. No, to support BDS. Sorry. To support BDS. Emily Thornbury has a really long history of having some really bad politics, and I yeah. feel like we sort of let her on side because she backed Corbyn and not actually looked at her views and the things that she says and the things that she believes. It's a, it's a bit of a weird situation, to be honest. Mm. I don't find out that this woman who seems like such a really fun aunt is anything but that. Yeah. <laughs> Very I don't want I don't want to look underneath the carpet. Fair enough. Anyway, hi Josie. <laughs> hi. Hi, it's nice to meet you over Skype as well. Yeah. <laughs> I literally just got in from work, logged onto Twitter, and I've got like loads of notifications from this weird guy just calling me ugly. I don't, I don't even I don't even understand what I've done today. Oh my god. What's, what's his at? I'm gonna find the messages. Let's go on. Hold was that was that because you said the mean thing about Angela Lansbury? Oh, it was. It was. It was in replies, <laughs> and then he like quote tweeted me and said loads of weird shit. And... Do you think <laughs> that's actually Angela Lansbury? That's her cipher account. Oh, maybe. His at is Ashwood sixty eight. I do find it quite interesting that he's calling me ugly, but he has no face pics, so. Ah, mm. uh, do tell. <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> Maybe I, maybe I'm. Wait, what? Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> Somebody's now in the replies talking about Operation U Tree. I found on Twitter. Oh God! Oh, like gosh. just thinking back to our episode of Trash Future, we, uh, Laura and I both went on last night. Uh, there was oh God, just so many like nonsense jokes in it. Oh God! Yeah. Mm. hopefully some of those are going to get edited out yeah some hopefully i mean like not the good ones maybe was a bit (laughs) oh josie you followed me thank you (laughs) 
then, and then, and then what was what was sort of unsettling was I was only focusing on looking at the Twitter, and then by the time my attention came back to the conversation, you were saying there's loads of nonsense jokes, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I've participated in. Yeah, the, sorry, like I, I can understand if you're thinking like, yeah, what have I got myself into now? <laughs> yeah, I thought the same for for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same when I invited you to join the team. I was like, oh no. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Yeah, to, to be fair, we chat a lot of shit, but at the end of the day, like I am the worst one <laughs> for everything. Like I am the worst one for the bad jokes. I am the worst one for the abuse on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe on the abuse, the abuse on Twitter, like me, me and Kieran went back when we were a team, we used to have a, a pretty, uh, pretty strong Twitter abuse thing going, but, yeah. uh, but the mail put an end to that. <laughs> so sad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, well, we've, we've, we've reined it in now. We, we at least like, I'd say we get into less trouble now, but we don't because the people who hate us hate us regardless of yeah. what we do. <laughs> That feels about right, though. There, there will just be some people who have decided on a fixed opinion, and then that's just their game now. Full stop for the rest of it. Yeah, it's good to be left wing in public. Am I right? Oh, <laughs> right. It's a constant treasure. What a delight oh, to try and say your opinions. Oh God! <laughs> thank you for coming on. Like even like five minutes. Like thank oh, you. Oh, guys, yeah. I'm so happy to be here, and also I worry that I won't say much because like it's it's nice to hear you guys chatting. So I'm just like cool. <laughs> 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 we do get that from like people who like Sarah Cundy, our friend who uh, recently got smeared by the Daily Mail for having uh, like a North Korea flag in her bio. She came on two episodes before. Two episodes ago. Yeah, two episodes ago. She came on and she, she at one point I was like, you know, have you got any thoughts, Sarah? Because you've been a bit quiet. And she was just like, it just feels like I'm just sitting here listening to an episode of Real Politics. So I don't want to <laughs> pipe up. To be fair, we do like chat so much. We just take over things like Trash Future last night. Yeah. <laughs> Riley was trying to get like actually structured like tech discussion into the episode. And Jack was just <laughs> trying to do this one joke over and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so don't good. get it unless you really hammer it home. I did it at least like six times. Six times, yeah. <laughs> oh. was... I really want the supercut. I want the supercut. It's such a bad joke. Like I'll, I'll make the supercut myself if 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 the trash future lads aren't <laughs> up to it. It's the real, real. It's the real, real. It's the real, real. So, Josie, basically, I saw the stand-up that you did for the BBC. I thought it was really, really cool and really, like, refreshing to see, like, a woman get to be very honest about left politics on the BBC. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it, like, obviously, it was really funny and it was it was really good. And it really, like, I don't know. I think I got a lot out of it because I've often felt fairly under attack for being a left-wing woman in public oh totally yeah and, and it's like I well it's funny though because I recorded that show in January and yeah. now I really feel like so much of the political landscape has changed and mm. so it sort of almost embarrasses me a bit to have a show out this summer that seems to only be focusing on Brexit because <laughs> it makes me yeah. like somebody who doesn't like the fact that Labour are doing well. Which, <laughs> the opposite, but do you know what I mean? Like, there's just yeah, going to be there's, I, 
there's going to be whispers on left Twitter like, oh, you know that Josie Long? She's a melt, isn't she? <laughs> That's how I, feel. I feel like for the first time in the world, nearly saying out loud, but I, I worry I sound like a melt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but nah. also was harsh was with that show. I toured it round, and sure, my boyfriend's getting something out of the freezer in the background. I think he's making my dinner. To be honest, really? oh. less more than allowed. But when I toured that show, it got to a point where I had a segment in it about like. I like Corbyn and I'm really glad he got elected and I'm proud of him for staying in the position. And it was sort of like varying degrees of hard to like do it over the six month period and stuff. So there was yeah. one minute where I was literally just would like get on my knees and just beg the crowd and be like, why don't you like him? Why do you like him? Be the ma- I don't understand you. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Like, you, you talk about the hell? polls in quite a sort of exasperated way in that show, don't you? Because oh, that, yeah, that was when we were like 40 points behind. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. And it was so depressing. And then now I've been doing stuff on stage about how 46% of the country think that socialism is a great idea for the United Kingdom and <laughs> like things like that. So <laughs> it's been a delight. Like, it's been like, oh my God, I, I feel like... It's night and day, the difference in how I feel since the election in terms of that level of like, oh, my God, they're never going to be able to say to us, this is 1983 and you yeah. were the Labour Party for the next 20 years of our life. This has changed all of our lives for the better. Yeah. Because mm. We've got this hope and this foundation to build on. Sorry, I just went into a rant. No, no, oh, that, that's good. perfect. In fact, that reminds me of sort of like this this quite long... Uh, I don't know how to describe it because like diatribe or spiel or rant sounds negative <laughs> and it was really good. Uh, but it was when you went on Agitpod and um, our friend Sam Foster from the Film Chat podcast like edited yeah, yeah. Uh, a bunch of stuff you said on that show into its own sort of, um, you know, stirring speech, which was uh, in a similar vein, I thought. So that's, that's when it comes down to it, every single poll we are gaining, right? And yes, we might still lose, but we will not have this wipeout that they're saying, I don't think we will. And it's not the end on the knife. It's the fucking start. Like, why is it that suddenly if we lose an election, all our beliefs are invalidated or we all give up? No, man. If you've been politicised by this election, if you've been allowing yourself to hope for a better world, well, fucking keep it inside you. Like Rebecca Solnit says, allow yourself to be one small republic of unconquered spirit. This is how they've managed to win and this is how they're managing to have this lead. It's by this constant, there is no alternative. We're always going to win. We're the only sensible grown-ups. It's fucking bullshit. failures on every single term the conservatives but what we've got on our side is we've got positivity and excitement and humane values and i'm sorry like i refuse to give that up and i refuse to concede defeat and i also refuse to buy into their bullshit narratives about us because when it comes down to it what this election campaign has shown is that we have positive ideas that we are much more united than people have made out you know most people in the labor party have just been getting behind the leader and trying right there's been very very few people being pricks about it I just think if we give up, they win forever. If we let ourselves be cynical, they win forever. We have to keep learning from every defeat because that's all we've got and it will build. And also, like, never fucking forget that if it was down to people under 50, Labour would win. That was before the election, though, wasn't it? So that was you, you know, rallying yeah. the troops. Yeah, it was a really funny time, wasn't it? Like, because 
so like two things happened so i had to go i went on loads of podcasts and like owen and ellie were like obviously trying really really hard and really wanting labor to win and stuff but i went on a podcast with uh, you know james o'brien who i think has different politics to me but you know i really admire some of the stuff he's done immensely and i found him really nice and then this guy bob mills who's uh, like this old i'm an old geezer and i'm gonna say how it is and it was like it was like being with like an incoherent dad at a wedding because he'd be like well the problem is this and then you go but isn't that not the problem and he'd go you are right but yeah but i still think the opposite of that for no reason <laughs> you'd be like, oh, I want to say. and then at the end of the show the presenter of it was like okay well how much of a majority do you think the Tories are going to get and it was just like epitomatic of my life over that election period because I'd be meeting all these people who were like sensible homeowners who'd be like, you know, um, yeah. obviously going to lose. And so then I found myself like really desperately like wanting to like take any chance, any opportunity I had just to like try and connect with anyone that might want to do something about it and like just be desperate, especially because like people were so fucking smug in how clever they were. Like mm. they were so like, oh, well, obviously this and i just wanted to do anything like to fuck them up <laughs> like maybe it wasn't <laughs> so obvious yeah i really enjoyed that episode of agitpod that you went on and that was you know i've always been an agitpod listener but, <laughs> but at, 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 at that time you know sort of in in the real politic crime syndicate our views of that whole you know of, of owen and, and ellie and so on weren't it wasn't personal animosity, but in terms of what they were doing politically, you know, we weren't... Yeah. They'd kind of wavered in their support for Corbyn, and, you know, when your biggest voices in the media are doing that, then you feel a bit kind of, like, powerless. Like, is anybody yeah. going to put our arguments before but that's all good now we've we've made friends with them and it and it's and it's all cool and i think that and i think they're doing good work uh i'm not I'm really glad that this rift has been healed it means a lot to me <laughs> it really does like personally means a lot to me the real um, politic agitpod rift it was like a big it was such a fucking relentless time between yeah. 2015 2017 and like it was just so hard like i remember like anytime i would send a tweet with the word Corbyn in it, even if it was like mildly critical, like I've always tried not to be critical, even when like there's been times when I've thought, oh God, that didn't work or whatever, you know, like mm. I just don't think mm-hmm. it, I don't think it helps my cause. Yeah, I for agree. For me, I'm necessarily like doing that. It's not my job, right? But um, if I mentioned Corbyn in any tweet, I would get 10, 15, 20 people just like cunting about, like <laughs> just trying to wear me down. <laughs> so fucking wearing and it's like yeah you know yeah. all day every fucking day all dads the in your mentions yes oh my god my yeah. mentions come the dads i don't even know what groups of dads do they were a big letdown <laughs> spouse centrist views apparently <laughs> yeah. the only person that i wish that i knew is the guy that does the um simon hedges. Ah, simon hedges yeah i dream of knowing that person i love them so much I- i'm i'm gonna um I'll send you the at of who it is, actually. 
Don't dock Simon Hedges, Jesus no, Christ. <laughs> of course not. But I will I will send you the out of the guy who I'm pretty sure writes Simon Hedges so you can follow him. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love his attention to detail. Like, I just love the fact that like the people he chooses to at and what yeah. he chooses to say to them. The, the tweets so that good. he just even the tweets that he just likes is so yeah. oh, it's fucking you see that hedges like on your timeline and you oh. just know. You just know. <laughs> or, or when when you see a really shit take from someone and you're like, oh, who the fuck's this knobhead? And you go on their profile and you just see one mutual follower, Followed. Simon Hedges. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, oh, like good. that's actually an interesting point because I wanted to sort of ask you about your thoughts on like being a political comedian, so to speak. Like, I know that's not purely what you are, but you, at the very least, you're a comedian with strong political convictions he sometimes deals with political themes in their work and um that's a very nice sensitive uh, biography and i very much appreciate it (laughs) but (laughs) not being sarcastic but i mean but how how do you think that things like simon hedges like do you think simon hedges is a great work of satirical comedy yes (laughs) how do they play into political comedy like people you know using the internet and so on for new comic possibilities the way that the genius slash geniuses behind simon hedges (laughs) do is that a kind of like comedy that excites you that you you think is like the future man I sort of hope it isn't the future because it's so much more difficult to follow. Like, (laughs) if there's a comedian you like and they put out one show a year, that's an hour of your time. Enjoying the work of Simon Hedges is a daily struggle, you know. You've got to be on the Twitter, you've got to be looking at the face. You can't just let it slack because then you have a lot of catch-up to do. So I, I admire it far more. Like, I do love it when people manage to kind of get a bit of subversion into these things that can be still so joyful and silly and fun and I would say like what I do admire what I wish I could be more is I like people that like it's like it's like Simon Hedges is an unashamedly nuanced concept like you have to understand what it means to be someone who has left-wing views and how that feels you Mm. have to understand what those lot are like and you have to keep up to date with what they're saying every day such a thrill it's like a personal comedy periodical you know (laughs) (laughs) so it is a very like different comic form than you know doing a stand-up show every year oh speaking of which i want to to tell you guys how thrilled i was when i listened to your post-election thing my boyfriend and i were like we booked a three-day stay away in like a basement in bristol because we were like (laughs) we're safe because we were just like if things don't go our way, we will be so upset and it will like be lo- so... locked in a nuclear bunker. Sorry. <laughs> Basically, that was it. We're going to hunker down and we're going to hope for the best and we hope within three days everyone will have fought themselves tired and we can get onto it. So we, um, we like, but this thing, but obviously it was like the most wonderful, joyful time and like, yeah. I'd never walked so tall in my life and like, yeah. conversations with anyone who looked under 40 who agreed. You know? <laughs> and then... Um, yeah, we were listening to it in the kitchen of this Airbnb making our dinner, and it was just such a thrill to be like, these guys get it, these guys know what's what, they know who's who. And now, the Real Politic Podcast. We're back. 
We won. We fucking won. We fucking won. <laughs> you are listening to the Real Politics Podcast post-election special yes. with me, Kieran Morris, and me, Jack Frayn Reed. Oh my god. Oh. oh my god. We fucking won. <laughs> this is fucking wild, man. <laughs> and it's just like. I think with things like being on the left, it can just feel so beleaguered. And you know that, like, especially recently, it's been sad to see, like, the glory of the election is like, oh, now we're back to the daily slog of, oh, they're picking off the left-wing Labour MPs one by one and trying to yeah. smear them yeah. with something they said on a panel in 2005, taken out <laughs> yeah. of next. And, like, yeah. then you have that, like... Yeah, so it was really great. So thanks. <laughs> oh no, no, that no, that, thank you so much. Like I really appreciate that, and like I'll pass that message on to Kieran as well, who did that episode with me. Cool. Well yeah, as, it was a good episode. Yeah, it was great. And also, it's just like this is the thing, right? I think like my own experiences are more personal when it's political, but it's more like small people political. So like mm-hmm. when I started doing stand up, I did my first show. I was so excited, and then I got a lot of like abuse from comedy nerds who fucking hated me for existing. Which which might have been gendered. Oh, uh, maybe. Then, like, oh, sorry. I'm sorry, I talked over you and I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh, no, that's all right. It happens so I was much. I agree with you. That is also <laughs> the real politic way, to be fair. It wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't be a real politic episode unless we were all talking at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, so I got loads of abuse in and then like got loads of abuse this summer for like making a a very well-meaning but albeit clumsy video about the far right. And like, God, from like Paul Joseph Watson. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Fucking Fucking vitamin salesman. (laughs) Vitamin salesman. Rainforce Plus. (laughs) (laughs) How does this man think I'm going to take him seriously? Like. Doesn't leave his house. Yeah, he literally lives in his mum's basement in Battersea and sells weird nootropics on the internet. He's not he a serious person. Forest <laughs> hook truth that like repellent. <laughs> like it's just gonna be worse. But like because of that, I do feel like keeping your confidence up is so hard. And so mm. it's such a fucking nourishing thing when you come across people on Twitter who are strong and don't give a fuck and are willing to say exactly what they mean and to share your politics. It's like, yeah. I think about, she's a guest I saw you were tweeting about your episode of Jude in London. Jude, yeah. Oh, Jude. Yeah. She's Fantastic. one of my favourite people on Twitter because she's just so smart and she just doesn't compromise. She's so uncompromised yeah. with how she talks about things and it's so helpful and empowering to follow her because it's like yes you're right and yes you're less of a coward than me (laughs) yeah absolutely like we try and get jude on as much as possible like you know we're all kind of like melts compared to jude basically (laughs) (laughs) everyone is a melt compared to jude yeah pretty much you're just like a bastion of ideological correctness (laughs) but that in itself is a beautiful metaphor for what Where's the left are doing for the melts in general? See, we're empowering them to come to the left, be stronger. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. 
<laughs> I hope also, so. Do you know what was really good? She did a lot of defending Jeremy Corbyn in 2016 and yeah. just taking people to task on it. And again, it was so wonderful because, like you said, like the pool just like diminished and diminished of people who were willing to sort of go to bat. And I used to sometimes sound stage like, sorry, guys, but I still really love Jeremy Corbyn and I'm still really glad <laughs> that you're doing it. And all around the country, you get different responses, but it felt almost like taboo to be like, I don't think he's done anything wrong here yeah, exactly yeah. Well, that was like why we got so aggressive basically for a few months <laughs> because we tried to basically turn our twitter account into almost like what the labor press team would be if they could say whatever they wanted so yes. whenever somebody would put out some ridiculous outrageous smear about corbyn we'd do the thing of saying no that's not true but we'd also add you know and you're a cunt <laughs> and it worked for a while but then yeah then, uh, and then the it, it, daily mail had to ruin everything it caught up yeah. with us yeah. What, I, what... yeah i think i used to have some stand-up about five six years ago that is on twitter and it was about how basically you know how ed miliband seemed really sweet but just wasn't as left-wing as we needed and yeah and about how i was just really hoping and it was basically how like you know how before cameron got elected everyone thought well, I didn't, obviously, because I'm not an idiot, but a lot of people were like, oh, no, I think he's really different. And then he got into power and was like, ah! And then I had this whole bit about, like, how Ed Miliband was just pretending and when he got in, he'd be like, is that your private school? Oh, I burnt it down. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, I've seen that, actually. I'll, I'll clip that for this, this bit. Oh, thanks. Whenever you see Ed Miliband on the television or read about him in the newspapers, or hear him on the radio. And sometimes he'll do quite a good speech off notes, and I think, like, yay! And then other times I'll be like, stop saying library things! And, you know, like, but you know, whenever you see him, like, on PMQs, it's quite good, but, you know, pretty much whenever you see him on the television, or hear him on the radio, or anything like that, he'll be like this. <laughs> Please stop saying I'm left-wing, I'm not left-wing. <laughs> it's my strategy. It's my strategy. Because... If all politics are shifted to the same middle ground, and all politicians are exactly the same, if he gets in in 2015, I'd just like to think about my first speech I have to give. And they say, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm very pleased to announce that the results of the general election are through, and we can now go live to the first speech from the new Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, Mr. Ed Miliband. Fuck. <laughs> and fight Tories. 
and I'm bored of the first two. <laughs> Your worst fucking nightmare. How much do you earn? How much do you earn? You tell me how much you earn. Is it more than, than 300,000 pounds a year? Do you want to know what your new tax bracket is? <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Don't try and leave. I'll tax you everything you've got to leave. I made fucking millibars. I'm nationalising everything. You like the trains? No cunt likes the fucking trains! My fucking trains now. <laughs> you like your mansion? <gasps> I burnt it down. <laughs> Don't go running to private hospital because, oops. <laughs> I burnt those as well. <laughs> you better pick up the kids from public school because I smell bad. <laughs> I should say, sorry, firstly, it's not a real gun. Look, I wouldn't even take that risk. It's not a real gun. Secondly, sorry, that's a bit aggressive. Also, um, I should say, I know it's a bit grim, me flobbing up on the floor. <laughs> Especially because I've got tuberculosis, so. Yeah. That's yeah. what I imagine you guys is like. It's like, oh, is that your private hospital? Somebody's got their matches out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really fucking harsh. We've had to try and sort of like redefine how we we approach still taking the piss out of people, but in a way that's not going to get us into as much trouble. A lot and of it, it basically involves me doing it on my personal account with my <laughs> and address attached to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Well, accountable piss taking. If that's the future, I'm all for it. It is. People have my full name. They have my work address. They have my home address. They could really wreak havoc on my life, but I will call you a cunt on Twitter anyway. (laughs) Whereas on on the podcast account, we've sort of tried to have it. So we still tell the person they're wrong, but we don't add the you're a cunt bit. (laughs) I often have wondered, like, because I know that when I got a lot of abuse for saying that I'm frightened of the far right, Mm -hmm. I know that I got a lot of people like... And I was thinking, God, I wonder if anyone did like a mass report on my account. And then I was like, and I'm actually quite good at not calling people cunts these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I feel like if you look at my tweets from 2011, they're all like, George Osborne should be burned alive. To <laughs> <laughs> be like, fair, after that fucking Rupert Myers article yesterday, he absolutely should <gasps> yeah, be Yeah, 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 100%. Cunt. Yeah. I'm sorry, but when Shit it comes that. to that, how can somebody be that fucking arrogant and clueless? How can somebody be that audacious? It's literally like, oh, I went to prison for a crime and actually the food wasn't very good. (laughs) Read my full report in today's Metro. Like, fuck you. What a guy. That guy really, really wanted to be several of my friends cool Tory it's okay to like and one by one they were all just like I can't fucking do this you can't be my friend DM slider Rupert Myers disgusting man fucking disgusting vile piece of shit (laughs) and of course he's a fucking Tory whatever (laughs) that's what they're all like I've learned 
this now. Never again will I go on dates with them. <laughs> Until the next one. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you tomorrow. have like, a secret sad predilection for the enemy. Well, secret yeah. is one way of putting it. All right, all right, it's actually not a secret, and I get rinsed for it on a daily basis. But, yeah. <laughs> but then at least you get to go, no, I try very hard to make friends with conservatives, and I would never be prejudiced about... Because that's like, oh, God, I had a friend of mine who... We definitely have different politics, and he would always mm. say to me, but you don't try and befriend and convert conservatives. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm 30 fucking five, and I'll be dead <laughs> before I have time to do that shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't have time to like be like, oh, yeah, let's pretend that your opinions aren't directly causing hundreds of thousands of deaths in this country. Yeah. Oh my god. Do you think that that kind of protest, like, falls on deaf ears for a lot of people, though? Like, because, I mean, obviously it doesn't for me, but (laughs) just an example is when Adita Chakraborty said on Question Time the other day that austerity is killing people, and Stella Creasy, a literal Labour MP, just kind of, like, rolled her eyes. Yeah. (laughs) She's such an interesting one, because I think her and my politics just aren't that similar and it's really tricky because especially as somebody who like got into politics a while back and like you're looking for people to like be excited by and like if somebody's like oh i like djing you're like oh my god they're they're gonna be my best friend he's a guy he seems like the future of the left oh god Yeah, I know what you mean. And I think it's complicated as well, because like my friend Grace Petrie, who's such a great folk singer and I recommend. Oh, she's awesome. She's so Yeah, she is awesome. I'm so glad you guys like her. Well, I know you missed the good old days of picking lines and flags when the specials and the jam are all the charts. But if you're really looking for this generation's Billy Braggs, we're all here with a fire in our hearts. But we're not on the radio because they don't want to know. And by this point, it's really pretty clear that the mainstream music press, well, they just couldn't care less. But it's The Guardian keeps shouting, we're not here. Oh, there's no such thing as a protest singer. We don't have none of those. No, there's no such thing as processing her we lost them when their minds all closed <laughs> she always says on stage that people always say to her oh you preach to the choir and she's like being a folk singer and i would say being a comedian as well is the only thing where people go why don't people who hate you come and watch you yeah <laughs> it's like because I've never looked through the programme of a comedy festival and gone, oh, that looks like hateful shit. I'm going to go to that. Or like, that looks like everything I don't like. I'm going to go to that. So like, in a way, like, your job is to find your audience, right? Yeah. yeah. Your job isn't to, like, convert necessarily. And I've thought, like, especially the last few years when I've tried to do political shows, what I've wanted is to kind of reassure myself and people who don't agree with me that not only are they not alone, but they're not unhinged in their views Mm. and they're not wrong and if they may be outnumbered they have to try and keep going and also to try and like inspire people who are better than me because I know all my flaws and I know I'm not like you know it's not going to be me that sorts everything out but if I could just try and get someone who will and And I think that's as good as winning rounds you know like for some people it might well be their skill but I think it has to be a bit of a shape-shifting snake skill because you're literally going 
right, these guys really consider themselves to be grown-ups, so I need to do pages of research and talk to them in a very posh place, in a very quiet, well-spoken way, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, so what? So I have to compromise who I am, hide who I am, try and con these people into winning the round. Like, it all feels quite false, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit false. And again, with that the whole thing about preaching to the choir, as much as you, you say it is directed at comedians, I think even more than that, it's just directed at left comedians because no one's going up to Andrew Lawrence and going, oh, you fucking UKIP skeleton. Why aren't you, pitch- <laughs> why aren't you pitching your shitty stand-up to Labour voters? <laughs> oh, yeah. I am. Come on, Andrew, where's my show? Where is Andrew it? Andrew Lawrence, come on, real politics, you fucking skeleton fucking nonce. <laughs> You kid skeletor. He does actually look like a skeleton. He used to scare me when I was like 14 and I was like really into comedy and I used to just like hang around the Edinburgh Fringe like a fucking delinquent. Right? Those he, delinquents he's, say my he's, friend. Don't be rude. Yeah, very sorry, very sorry. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, I, I, to be fair, I did go to the to, to the pretty weird fringe shows. Um, but, but like Andrew Lawrence's face was actually quite terrifying to me as a child. <laughs> he's yeah. a very unusual man and i think in some ways he's a bit of a sad case to be honest like yeah. i knew him years and years ago like 2004 2005 when yeah. i first saw him he'd do these like really dark songs where he seemed like this really mad out of time bitter little character mm. and then realized over the time is that it's not a character <laughs> and oh, he's so bitter and i remember he had this conversation with me now like i like used to die on my ass so fucking much because <laughs> what i do is not clubby and it works for the people it works for yeah and that's that right yeah but i was trying to do clubs because i hadn't done an hour long show at that point and so i was like trying to like i'd go to a fucking i don't know the chuckle barn in new mold <laughs> whatever and there'd be like some bloke on before me and then he'd introduce me in a way that referenced vaginas or some shit like that. And um, <laughs> then, and I would die on my fucking ass and have a miserable time and in my heart be like, one day. But um, <laughs> he and I were up at the fringe doing like half hour sets as part of like mixed bills and stuff. And he yeah. said to me, how many, how many of your gigs as a percentage are you storming? How many of your gigs? <laughs> Oh God! Does he talk like that? Yeah, and I was like, like, I've never heard him talk. I have avoided Andrew Lawrence. You storming? And I was like, (laughs) oh, like maybe one percent. And he's like, (laughs) I storm ninety percent of my gigs. You should be storming ninety percent. Yeah, sure you fucking do. You do ninety percent of your gigs at UKIP rallies, so (laughs) you care, Andrew. When you go to the Britain first training camp that Tommy Mayer <laughs> fucking went to. Yeah, yeah, then then I, I'm sure he gets a storm in reception. But this is the thing about him as well, like, his, for all his talk of, like, I haven't had opportunities, he's had every opportunity in the book. He turned down a radio show because he couldn't be asked because he didn't think the money was good enough. He's like... <laughs> A liar. He's just decided yeah. to hammer a niche, and the niche is completely and totally without conscience. Like fuck. Yeah. Man. <laughs> oh my god, he's such an asshole. Yeah, he's very bad. Why were we talking about him? Yeah, sorry, I didn't <laughs> didn't mean to accidentally wade into like 2012 comedy beef. I feel no remorse like saying I don't like him because I just think a lot of the things he said on Twitter like I remember once he was very very explicitly racist about Lenny Henry and it really upset me it felt like the level of the disrespect at someone who's like 
had this 40-year career right at the height of his success. I was, yeah. like, so angry that this little fucking, oh, like, <laughs> skeletal. monster. Yeah, have the right like to do skeletal cunt. Yeah, it was awful. I, I can't remember. We were talking about guys. We were talking about Edinburgh and going to hell. Oh, we were talking about preaching to the converted. Oh, so yeah. Oh, so, that's this Oh, that's how I segued in. Sorry. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, right. on that point of preaching to the converted, I say when, when the converted in this case are, like, Corbyn supporters, they're people who've got basically no representation in the majority of the media, apart from, like, again, thankfully, again, now, our, our close friend Owen Jones and a few others valiantly uh, yeah, uh, yeah. fighting the fight. But, like, really, just, like, fuck all media representation. And when we do get talked about in the media, it's to say we're like mad, insane, mentally ill, fucking terrorist-loving, yeah. Nazi, yep. anti-Semitic, misogynist abusers. And it's just yes. like, oh. you know, do those people who constitute a massive swathe of the population, as evidenced by the last general election, not occasionally deserve to hear people who think a little bit like them? Yes, or at least people who are wanting to talk about the ideas in a positive way yeah. or wanting to entertain the prospect. Like I remember years ago writing a tweet that was basically like, lol, why don't you keep telling us that we're not allowed anything other than austerity? And I guess we'll just stop wanting something else then. And that's yeah. the problem, right? You can tell people that they're mad and they're cunts and they're stupid as many times. I've got to stop saying mad. Like I know that's a bit like ableist. And it's like, but that is what they say about us. To yeah, get that, there. that's what they say. Yeah. So like, you can tell people with this stuff about them as much as you want, but it's not going to stop people yearning for a better life and a fairer society. And that is what is being offered. And that is what we can literally work towards. So it's like a no-brainer. Yeah. Oh, but also, I can say, like, the right never fucking try and convert me, ever. <laughs> nobody tries to convert Like, nobody's ever, like, coming to a Sufjan Stevens gig and saying, yeah. oh, have you thought about free market economics? Like, never. <laughs> Nobody's trying to make the effort to come to my cultural events and try and convert me. So, like, Richard Littlejohn never written a column that's like, do millennials, here's why I think you should become an old cunt. <laughs> doing what he likes. <laughs> All things go, all things go. Drove to Chicago. All things know, all things know. We sold our clothes to the state. I don't mind, I don't mind. I made a lot of mistakes in my mind. It's like they're telling you not to have that confidence and telling you that your ideas aren't worthy of that level of... And that's what I've, like, been suffering from. I I really, really want to be more confident, which I know sounds ridiculous, but, like, I've been writing for about six months trying to write something small about what it felt like to have all these people abuse me online and what it means and stuff. Yeah. And it's only recently that I've sort of had the courage again to be on stage and be like, 
and these people are assholes and they're wrong and i'm right yeah Yeah. i get you there's been a spate recently of centrist ads listening to real politic and not really liking <laughs> what they hear. Like, for instance, you, you you're had... You're converting them, you're converting them. But, but the thing is, we, we, I mean, we're kind of not. We've got, you know, like the, the, one of the Little Atoms guys listened to us and and was not a fan. And, I was um, on Little Atoms a few years ago and he seemed all right. But all... I didn't think he was slagging me off online quite recently oh it's very harsh i always think if you met someone in real life it's very bad form (laughs) no it's it's very disappointing but i think that they're not gonna like win any of our fans round to listening to little atoms of by saying you know these people who have the same politics as you they're fucking shit. Listen to us, the lads who signed the Houston Manifesto, and <laughs> you know, it'll all be good. If you ever go to Houston, better walk right. Keep your hands in your pockets. And you come back tight You'll be asking for trouble If you're looking for a fight If you ever go to Houston Boy, you better walk right Because I know you've got to go soon, Josie. Like, what what have you got coming up creatively? What projects have you got on the horizon where we'll be seeing and hearing from you? Um, I oh well, this is fun. I am releasing a podcast series that I made, uh, which I need, uh, which you know, like <laughs> joining the podcast world. Yes! It's, a, it's part of Stitcher Premium, though, so I think you literally have to join. But it's the second series of a show I made like nine years ago, which is called All the Planets Wonders, and it's about me trying to find out more about science and Ooh. being very Ooh. earnest about different scientific topics. But there is one where I explicitly say that the show is not for Nazis. And if you are a Nazi, unfortunately, you are not the target demographic of this show about insects. Um, <laughs> show about insects because it is not for you, and you've made and like so I'm like trying to drop like very subtle things like that. Um, other than that, what am I doing? Oh, I'm going to start a new stand-up show, and it's going to be about wanting to have a child and wanting to introduce them to the whole entire world. Um, so I might. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, just like a very minor ambition. But I um, I might use, I've got the stand-up I've written, which I think fits in with it, because I think a lot about the fact, and like, it's evident with the Daily Mail thing for you guys, like, whenever you're broadcasting, you think you're broadcasting to like-minded people, like, not even broadcasting, like tweeting, you just want to assume that people get it. It's like with yeah. the Simon Hedges thing, you just want to assume that people like, understand that someone's making subtle points in a funny way or something. Or yeah. you want to assume that when you maybe use language that might seem a bit barbed, actually you're not somebody that means it you're somebody that's joking around with it and etc etc but basically whenever you're putting anything online you're talking to literally everyone who's ever lived and will ever live (laughs) now includes nazis Um, (laughs) yeah especially the daily mail yes (laughs) oh it's the deal with katie hopkins please like 
Why is Kate abandoning all her tweets and the mail online? Is it good or bad news? That's what I want to know. I think because it seems on the surface like it's good news, something really horrible is going to happen. Like she's going to somehow like morph into something bigger and more evil. <laughs> she's ambassador to America now. Oh God! She has, yeah, she's going to do meant She's going to go over to America and fuck shit up over there. <laughs> oh my God! Louise Mensch has gone off the charts. Really? Well, like politically, she just went through. Oh God! When Russia. she went through, France, she was like, I know every single person is operated by Russia and all yeah, of them. Yeah, she she called me a Putin bot. It was, <laughs> it was probably the best thing that's ever happened to me, and she still follows me on Twitter because of it. <laughs> <laughs> just to keep an eye on you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she was like, you're a Putin bot. I'm like, I'm not. I'm a. At the time, I was like 19 year old girl tweeting from a bedroom in Newcastle. (laughs) (laughs) She followed me to keep an eye on me. (laughs) I think it's great that she's now like, Russia did Brexit, but she was a massive Brexit supporter herself. So presumably that means she's fucking dumb enough to get taken in by like some Russian bot on Twitter. Fucking (laughs) Dunty. Probably you, Laura. (laughs) Probably when. (laughs) Yeah, or or Ian Dunt. Yeah. Famous anarchism aficionado, Ian Dunt. So what is he up to? because he does his Romaniacs podcast now but like was he literally a Lexit proponent oh yeah big time he did Brexit him him, him and Farron yeah Brexit I I don't want to alienate any (laughs) I don't want to alienate any comrades listening to this but I fucking hate Lexiteers they're the fucking worst and I if you guys are Lexiteers we're gonna have a fight (laughs) <laughs> oh shit! Well, I wouldn't say we're Lexiteers. I think we're more like anti-hard Remainers, if you know what I mean. Like, oh, totally. It's... But also, there's I'm, pre I'm and basically post just Brexit. anti-Ian Dunt. Yeah. <laughs> but also, there's pre and post Brexit. Pre-Brexit Lexiteers are the worst. Oh no, no, I voted Remain. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. I think everyone involved in the show voted Remain. Yeah, just... I didn't vote. I was still an anarchist at that point. Oh, okay, <laughs> fair, fair, fair. No, I I assumed you would have voted Remain for like woke reasons, Laura. No, I didn't vote. I was still in the. I'm not voting. I'm never voting. You can't make me vote. I hate the state. Okay, fair. <laughs> Fucking hell, it's been it's been a, a wild year, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I never, I never in my life thought that I would actually vote Labour. I've been a Labour member since I was about sixteen, and obviously, like, I'm from a background where, like, you vote Labour. That's what you do. Like, Labour is, yeah. is the only politics we know. But I was also basically raised by communists from the age of thirteen, so I've always been like a very hardline <laughs> communist, and therefore communist not wolves. We surrounded by surrounded by the fucking wolves. <laughs> Not willing to engage in parliamentary politics up until, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then I, I never thought I would join Labour because I always thought I wanted to be like Mark Thomas, who I always saw as like very removed and very kind mm. of thoughtful and mm. open to criticise people and sort of had his integrity and was never compromised. And yeah. then I was just like, fuck it, I'm joining. Fuck it, I'm campaigning. Holy <laughs> <laughs> shit. I mean, I reckon being in Labour is okay, but people do keep trying to get me kicked out of it, which is a bit, <laughs> a bit, a bit of a pain in the arse. Like, it's I mean, I did, get, I did get kicked out. I got suspended during the purges. Oh, I, oh, got, right. I got, got back in. Yeah. I forgot about the purges. The, the purges. purges the, the purges after Corbyn won. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, did, did you see that tweet today, which was about how about we don't let anybody become a Labour candidate if they didn't join the party before 2015? It's like, yeah, yeah let... I hate teenagers. Yeah, let's just have Labour run by the same, like, old fucking, you know, like, Vince Cables of the centre-left. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> very... Oh, my God. Yeah. That's the plan. It was very interesting. Like during the election, I remember like the only person who really gave me hassle was this woman who in her bio was like Labour activist, but who was obviously like a bit of a centrist. Yeah. And it was because I did a tweet. She didn't even fucking follow me. So like, why she started bothering me? No, as if that would stop people bothering you on Twitter. Sorry, I'm an idiot, but yeah, <laughs> they didn't follow me. How did they see my tweets? Um, but she basically was like sent me this i did a message where i said i think i've got a bit overexcited from doing loads of campaigning i just asked a woman on the train why she was reading the sun and didn't it offend her and then i was like i feel very embarrassed it's basically me saying god i've gone a bit far but deep yeah, down that's not yeah. why i think everyone should just confront everyone who reads the sun and tell them to yeah, stop yeah. yeah no what you did is actually good Obviously, you can't say your real opinion. So I said yeah. like a very measured version of my opinion. And then she was like, fucking furious. She was like, typical left, left wing. This is why Labour's fucked because people like this are so smug when people are trying to read the sun in peace. Blah, blah, blah. And it was just so ridiculous. And then somebody was talking about it to me and they were like, what you don't realise is like, Pre-2015, she was like the edgy left-wing vanguard. Yeah, yeah there's like, so many yeah, people. And so they're like furious because they're like, no, I was the edgy vanguard because I said that benefits were only a little bit too generous. Yeah, so, yeah, because yeah. they sort, they sort of, uh, you know, did this bare minimum opposition to austerity. They're like, no, no, mm. I've always been anti-austerity. I just, uh, you know, I just want it to be like uh, fucking, I don't know, like Michael Duggar or some some nobody <laughs> shithead, like who's who's opposing austerity, not not anybody who's actually on the left. Mm. Yeah. And and yeah, and and I think that's that is a good point that the left have basically, by actually being left wing, have robbed these people of a, an identity that they'd cultivated for some time as slightly to the left of the Labour leadership. And literally, you know, some of them for 20 years and that's their whole life. And I think that's really gutting and it must be awful and very difficult. But at the same time, come on, guys, please. <laughs> <laughs> My, my favourite <laughs> My favourite people are the people who think that it's some kind of like valuable contribution to the Labour propaganda effort to have hardline Labour activist, but I hate Corbyn and everything about the left and left wing politics like in their bio. Or yeah. their ne- or their name is like Labour but not Corbyn for sixty nine or something. Do they not realise that it just the most basic thing is like don't literally centre your identity around the fact you don't like the person who your party needs to elect as the next Prime Minister. Yeah. yeah. And also yeah. it's always that thing of who does it serve? Who mm. does it fucking serve? Like it doesn't serve us for people on nominally on the left. It doesn't serve anyone to join in with people on the right. Like, like I always just think, look at who you're in bed with, opinions-wise. Like, yeah. like the, with the whole trans, like bad faith trans debating that has been going on recently. Mm-hmm. And Nagel like, kill all normies. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, Shit. Bro. I don't. I haven't seen that book, so I'm lost now. So I first. Oh, sorry. 
No, no, no. But please tell me because I'm interested. Oh, it's just basically exactly that point of like engaging with trans people in an incredibly bad faith way. And that's essentially what Angela Nagel did. And a lot of the left and even people who like I would consider to be the actual left, not like the centre left, are backing Mm. Nagel on this book where she essentially said the reason fascism is on the rise is because people on fucking Tumblr have a list of like 57 genders or whatever. Like oh genuinely God, a, really bad is... dog whistle transphobia. Yeah. And, and then like, bad, bad bad stuff. like and who says that? It's like literally Donald Trump says, well, the reason yeah. Yeah. all the Nazis are angry is because of anti-fascists who must have yes. started it. You know, well, actually Nagel reaches some other conclusions in her book as well, such as uh, young white men are angry angry because uh, all the women are being mean to them by cucking them and not sleeping with them and that's turning them into nazis it's, it's a great book <laughs> the more i hear about this woman the less i like her i'm afraid yeah a lot of, yeah. as laura was saying like a lot of people i genuinely respect do quite like her and i'm just like yeah. what i read the book and there's a chapter using depressing she just mockingly reels off about like 20 different obscure gender identities that she just found on tumblr and my mate looked into this and found that they're all literally just from one tumblr blog so then it's so insane it's low-level dog whistle stuff and why are we backing it like why it's classic daily mail it's like they see one email from a councillor in wolverhampton who says maybe this year on our christmas cards we can put merry christmas and happy holidays and then they have a six-week front page campaign where they're like you can't celebrate christmas you know Well, you can take your happy holidays and your Hanukkah. You can take your season's greetings and your goddamn Kwanzaa. Yeah, we're throwing you out. It's our time now You can get out of here Cause it's Merry Christmas again For the very first time this year If you don't like it You must be some kind of queer Well you better raise that glass Of American style beer So as well, like I remember seeing the other week, you know, prominent turf feminists who are being retweeted by people like still grey, that guy on Twitter. Do you know that guy? I think I know. Miles Tom. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. He's he's a fucking fascist, man. Yeah, he's he's an actual like proper fascist. Oh screw that old bitch. He's a Nazi. But that's who they're being retweeted. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're not checking, you know, oh, well, maybe if I'm in bed with literal fascists, my opinion might need to be revised a little because maybe I might be on the wrong side. Yeah, like oh, yeah. Helen Lewis and the New Statesman crew, I'm going to go in and I'm going to go in by name. Helen Lewis, Sarah Ditton, all of those fucking punk <laughs> statements. 
They want me dead anyway. Why do I care? All of them. I met Helen Lewis once. I feel like an old lovey because everyone you say, I say, well, I met them once and they were very charming. <laughs> like, like, it's like Limmy being like, I met him at a charity do who was very down to earth and very <laughs> funny. Helen Lewis yeah. considers oh. her to be like a proper like or Labour voter. But like all her mates are Tories. She agrees yeah. with Tories. She would definitely <laughs> vote Tory. Why are we clinging on to this idea that she's on the left because she writes for the New Statesman? The New Statesman is basically a fucking Tory publication. It's like, well, I think, (laughs) like, it definitely is not, like, what's weird about it is, I tell you what I think, I think I'm a little bit bristly calling her a cunt just because, like, I'm always a little bit bristly about calling women cunts, even though I love the word cunt and will call, like, women cunts, so God knows what kind of a hypocrite I am. But It was definitely Laura who called her a cunt for our listeners. It was definitely me. I have a cunt. I am a cunt. (laughs) And I think, like, what what I about her is that, like, I've met her in, like, this is a long time ago, I met her in, like, she was a really interesting person to talk to and all that stuff, and, like, I I just can't my head around the New Statesman, I think is how I feel about it because yeah I can't believe they're sort of relentless it's it's not on the left is it it's like such center barely left mostly yeah Mm. same time it's almost not political anymore it's literally just a crusade against trans people and and they will do they will cling to whatever politics allows them to do that They've, they've also, sort of taken themselves out of any sort of real political, ideological, parliamentary stream or anything like that. They just want to go for one thing and they will do whatever allows them to go also for as it. Well, like, I'm really sorry that I seem like, that I like... I think your anger with regards to that is totally justified. Like, I think it is fucking shameful and appalling that they're doing it. And I cannot believe... Like, this is why I can't get my head around it. I cannot believe that a publication that claims to be a left publication is taking these views that are literally retweeted by fascists and that are yeah so ignoring of the reality which is that trans people are here they're here to stay and support them listen to them yeah what the fuck do you think you're doing like how dare you and also like even like the the people who make like the tough arguments it's so it's so reductive on their part of what women are allowed to say and think like yeah if you don't agree with them then instantly you're not a woman in their yes. eyes yes yeah. mm-hmm. i get that a lot i get yeah. that yes. basically all the time you're a misogynist, regardless yeah. of whether or not you are a woman. Obviously, I know that women have internalised misogyny. I get it. But at the same time, like, the group becomes smaller and smaller. Of who is allowed? Yeah. It's just... And also, it's such nonsense compared to the reality of the situation when people, like, suffer so much and have to, like, fight for every step of their lives. And instead of acknowledging that, they're, like, heaping extra shit for what? Oh, my God, I hate it. Yeah, yeah. It's so senseless, and um, it's not even just for New Statesmen, really. The Guardian has a lot of people from a similar kind of political tradition who have similar views on trans rights. Yeah, yeah. And the Morning Star as well has done a few dodgy, hasn't it? Yeah. And that's sad, when even the Morning Star is not going to back you up. Like, I remember there was a time in 2016 where I would buy the Morning Star just because I knew it would have some nice pictures of Corbyn Mm. and a nice feature that wasn't critical. And I was like, oh, thank God. I think Corbyn, (laughs) in fact, buys it for the same reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically, but no, I I agree. It's because I think there is a certain kind of pseudo-Marxist strand of transphobia 
which oh you occasionally oh, get, oh where, where they have these kind of bullshit, uh, materialist reasons why, you know, trans women aren't women or whatever. It's, I mean, yeah. it's a fucking load of guff, but it's not yeah. just a thing that's exclusive to the centre, is it? Oh, no. no, 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 absolutely, absolutely, it's not. That's what I was saying about it feeling like it's it's divorced from any sort of political ideology. People just yeah. centre themselves on this one issue and, and are willing feels, to themselves together around it. Feels it feels to be a generational thing as well. Like, it's very, very depressing to see older socialist women and older feminist women buying this crap because it just, to me, is, like, so divorced from reality, cruel, inhumane, and unhelpful for the things that they're fighting for. Like, it just makes so much sense to me that if patriarchy enforces this sort of hierarchical system of gender on us, then anything that undermines that patriarchy and challenges the conventions of it is all part of what's important and should be supported. Like, I hope that doesn't... Yes. Denying the existence of, of trans people is like reinforcing that weird patriarchal hierarchy and but then to be honest i'm worried that i sound stupid and that i don't know what i'm saying i just i don't know it's just very depressing a lot of the behavior of people i just wonder why it's a hill worth dying on for people who are like corbyn supporters if you want britain to be changed by this socialist movement why would you isolate yourself from so many people in that movement by just trying to exclude this minority from it? I just remembered some argument I'd had ages ago with someone where I tried to make that point to them, like, look, we both support Corbyn, we both want this movement to be successful, why is this the hill you're going to die on? What did they say? Uh, they started a huge pile on me. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and... I think people are genuinely freaked out because I do think that, like, People who've fought their whole lives because their butch identity has been really, really demonised. And, you know, they've fought their whole lives. It's been fucking a struggle for them. And they've got it into their heads that what's happening now is somehow the erasure of butch identity. But it isn't at all. It's a completely different thing. It's, that's not happening. Yeah. And then people right. are like fed lies online about like children having surgery or whatever, which obviously no that doesn't happen and then somebody says it on Newsnight as if it's a fact and yeah it's a shame would you like to go in a minute and, ha- and have your dinner Josie I should go I'm so sorry because it's um, my boyfriend's doing a plane like we've only got a couple of nights before Christmas together so but, so I have a couple of concluding questions so first of all <laughs> what is the drawing moustaches in magazines monthly magazine brackets bi-monthly <laughs> It was a fanzine that I made when I was like 21. Some of it is on my website and it was just a silly thing I used to make because the internet didn't exist. So I used to like, it was like (laughs) Twitter for 2005. So I would write like, my name's Josie and I'm 19 and I like turquoise swimming pools and here's a collage I've made. (laughs) It was just (laughs) shit like that. But then we got political in 2001 and the opening to one of the issues that I don't think I've put online, there's a couple of issues I haven't put online, but the opening to a couple of the issues was me saying, drawing moustaches in magazines, monthly magazine, editorial policy is that if you were a Tory, we don't want you reading this and we hate you. <laughs> yeah, Hell yeah. Should we, Laura, should we adopt that as our editorial policy now on air? Yes, yes. If you're a Tory, we fucking hate you. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> um, all right yeah. two more quick fire questions very quick fire josie so can you give us an on-air citation that wikipedia lacks 
that in August 2015, you endorsed Jeremy Corbyn's campaign in the Labour Party leadership election? Lads, I endorsed it so hard. I went yeah! to the arts policy launch and I did some stand up. Uh, at the yeah, I got right. a photo of him. I met him afterwards and I'd already met him at a legal aid protest a few years before. And That's I met so him good. again. He was so nice to me. And I was so excited by it all because we were really near the election. And I'd been like, yeah, I was like endorsing Jeremy for leader. And like, also, I want to say, I've always said on things on Twitter what I feel, which is like, if you don't agree and you're in the Labour Party, I really want us to work together and be friends. Like, I don't want to cause animosity and all that shit. Like, I'm not into it, but I endorsed him. And then I was saying goodbye. And I suddenly my head went, oh, no, he's an old guy. What if the pressure means that he dies? <laughs> oh, my God. By the arm. I grabbed him by the arm and I was like, please, please look after yourself. Please eat lots of fruit. <laughs> It's so important. And he was like looking at me like, what the fuck is she on about? And he was like, I, to be oh, fair, oh, I, I, I think, think last back. year the PLP were trying to stress him to death. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, the, yeah the coup, I yeah, did, to be fair. I did phone banking for Jeremy Corbyn as well. So I 100% endorsed him and I worked on his leadership campaign and uh, I'm proud to have done. And um, 2016? 2016, I voted for him. I think what I said was... Guys, I've been thinking about this a lot and I'm still Corbyn and I'm going to vote for him. And if you disagree with that, because like it had been a lot of abuse for being a Corbyn supporter by that point. I'm still Corbyn and I'm still going to vote for him. And I'm joining Momentum as well. That was a big yes. one. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Think about what you're doing. And uh, I said, so, you, so you became both a Trotskyist and a Stalinist. And the, the, the famed hidden combination... <laughs> of those two <laughs> diametrically opposed ideologies exactly <laughs> but i basically yeah i said i'm backing him and i said if you are in the labor party look you're still my friend and i really want us to try and get on with this then that's how i feel largely apart from certain people who are in progress who seem to be absolutely vicious but yeah the way i feel is i'm proud to be part of the party especially because of what it stands for at the moment so yeah yeah blah 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 um, yeah. and final question are you a champagne socialist? Yeah, I'll take any type of sparkling wine. And if anyone <laughs> wants to tell me why a type of sparkling wine is too good for me, and they, if they would like to tell me where I'm allowed to live and what I'm allowed to eat and drink, I'll follow that to the letter. Like, please, please tell me what is my station in life that I should adhere to. Please, please tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be that more sounds like low-level falk to me. Yeah. Are you a frothy coffee socialist, a croissant <laughs> oh. socialist, a wind oh. chimes above your door socialist? I don't even... Oh, I tell you what, I'm not fucking wind chimes above my door socialist because there used to be someone I lived on a very small terrace street up until quite recently and there was someone over the road who had wind chimes and I had fantasies about murdering them. It was the most unbearable <laughs> sound of any time there was wind... They, oh my god they so fantasize about knocking on their door and holding the wind chimes in front of them and saying you're never getting these back <laughs> <laughs> so just to reassure our listeners that wasn't a question i came up with off the top of my head that was the opening question of a new statesman interview that josie did in october <laughs> so like thanks so much for joining us josie it's been awesome i'm so glad we finally got this together yeah i'm so grateful for having me on i worry that i've like talked too much at you and i'm sorry no no, no it's that... been good it's been good trust that's the whole point of having on a guest especially one 
whom we respect very much and, yeah. and are big fans of. Thanks, I really appreciate that. It's incredibly kind of you to say that, and it means a lot to me because, like, it's you know, it's a funny old game. Yeah, <laughs> so thanks. I'm, so, I'm sorry yeah. if that sounded if you, sarcastic if you coming from me. To get a no, little bit, you can allow me to get voice. a little bit cringe for a second. Yeah. When I was like 14 and I really loved comedy. Josie Long, you were very much one of the reasons that I decided I could actually go into comedy and started comedy writing because hey. there were so oh, there were so few young women doing comedy at that point. It was yeah. very very important for me to get to see you performing and getting on TV and getting on Comedy Central and all that bullshit. So uh, oh, yeah, thank, you. thank really you. Cheers, I really appreciate that, and I'm glad. I'm really glad. Oh, guys, that's so nice. <laughs> thanks so much, Josie. So, sorry for keeping you over time. No, it's my pleasure. Yeah. And I, uh, I thanks so much for having me. Oh, yeah, and I hope your dinner is great. Thanks. I'll speak to you guys soon, all right? Okay, <laughs> take it easy. Later. Have a good one. friends comrades slugs melts and the daily mail it's still politic hey fuck yeah real politic in the town guess who just got back Back today today. that is the nature of the whole (laughs) well anyway me it's not the boys it's fucking me all right <laughs> the girl is back in town so you're back laura i am back i finally escaped from the hellhole that is redacted <laughs> prison <laughs> Wait, yeah. Yeah, it, it basically is like prison so let's go with prison i've escaped i've escaped from prison and i'm back to record some more shit on the Real Politic podcast. Oh, fuck, yeah. You should tell uh, Oid PTG, our friend off of the Twitter, that, because he's currently trying to watch, like, every film ever about breaking out of prison. So I don't know if you made a film, but uh, you certainly... I could, would... I could make one very quickly right now, if that is what Old Pig wants. Make a, a prison break movie for Old Pig, please. <laughs> That's the new come on real politic. Yeah. <laughs> Laura did make a prison break movie for old pig, please. <laughs> Tonight there's gonna be a jailbreak somewhere in this town. <laughs> just saw Tom just tweeted Tim Heidecker innocent fucking hell because <laughs> <laughs> they're doing that um, Tim Heidecker is doing that it's like this trial thing where he's been live streaming a mock trial because in the uh, yeah. in on cinema at the cinema in the last series he organised a music festival where like 20 kids accidentally died because of this weird vape stuff he was selling <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so the, the, the Tim Heidecker murder trial is underway. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Either way, we finally got her on the show. And I am, like, literally still slightly starstruck because we've just done, we've just recorded. But I can't believe Grace McGarvey came on the show. For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we finally got Tim Farron on the show. Unreal. Lad. Lad! <laughs> the fucking milk creep himself. No. And you have the milk that is taken from cows in the south and taken from cows in the north, put together in the same factory, and then it is mixed together with whiskey, and it comes out as milk. Isn't it? Uh, it's a very special day today. It's an anniversary of something. It's basically my Christmas. It <laughs> is, in fact, the anniversary of, of my very best friend in the, this entire godforsaken world. It is the anniversary, the one year anniversary of Seb Payne's fucking Castro tweet. Yes! <laughs> Have we got the tweet? Can um, we read let me it find out it for those, for, of us, for those of you who maybe don't. Yeah don't follow Seb Payne's Twitter as closely as I do. Um, Inexplicable. A year ago, a year ago to the day. Yeah, why would you not? Like, wow, that fucking jaw. He, he tweeted out a year ago, uh, Paul Nottle is the new leader of UKIP, as expected. Labour should be quaking at this development. Instead, it's focused on praising Castro. Hell yeah, we're fucking focused on praising Castro. Viva el comunismo! Cubans on the line with Castro. Yeah. Bitches line with Castro. Yeah. Cuban bitches line with Castro. Whoa. Cubans are God nigga. Castro, Castro, Castro. Fuck yeah. And I guess it, it was also it was recently the first anniversary of his death. And, uh, you know, it was. I'm, and I I'm missing a, him a lot. Wearing black. <laughs> oh. I had a full day of mourning. I was, I was like pretty sad about that <laughs> it's like your equivalent of when christopher hitchens died and george eaton had to take the day off uni <laughs> yeah basically yeah <laughs> <laughs> i changed my cover photo on facebook it was like i was like properly sad about it <laughs> <laughs> all right cool that was fucking good wasn't it that was fucking great to the oh. real politic podcast Follow me on Twitter at this Geordie Lass. I am MC fucking bouncing. <laughs> no, I'm MC fucking Mall. I got fucking it wrong. Fuck. Oh my god, what is it with these Northern MC names that are so hard oh, to god. remember? Fuck off. Wait, what is it? What is it with the two of us and like managing to really badly fuck up jokes and have to do them again constantly? Well, uh, that reminds me. Uh, a, if, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but uh, there's a cer- certain new president of Zimbabwe who's kind of lacking in some ethics in a similar manner to the company Amazon. And you might not know, but his name is uh, Emerson, uh, which um, Emerson Munangagwa, and Emerson sounds a bit like Amazon, so you could call him Amazon. And gag, what? Yeah, uh, thank you. I can't believe that he blocked the real politic account I, before he heard that joke. I can't believe that that wasn't the reason for him blocking the account. You know, people are entitled to their sexual proclivities. You know, I mean, let there be a thousand blossoms bloom as far as I'm concerned. You know, but I ain't spending any time on it because, in the meantime, every three months, a person was torn to pieces by a crocodile in North Queensland. But I ain't spending any time on it, because in the meantime, every three months, a person was torn to pieces by a crocodile in North Queensland. 
got his people listening to unreleased episodes of Trash Feature. <laughs> yeah, unreleased. Yeah. It's just, just hacking into yeah. Riley's personal stash of recordings. Yeah. Anyway, real politic podcast getting on the bad side of weird Zimbabwean cues for I mean, government. What, yeah, the, the regime's been what in place. For, yeah, it's been in place for about a week and we've already pissed them off. Already caught the block. <laughs> oh, God damn it. God damn it. Oh, for fuck's sake. Anyway, you've been listening to Real Politic. I'm Laura. And I am Amazon Audio Money Gagwa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a child robot sex slave. Follow me. Oh my God. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at this Julia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Listen Thanks for listening. To the Trash Future podcast we did. Oh, God, we made yeah, do. Ad- like, they advertised for us. Yeah, 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 totally. Check out Trash Future, and uh, as evidenced by the uh, classic Amazon Menengagwa joke, uh, <laughs> Josie Long clearly is not the only comedian on this podcast. <laughs> I actually got told to take comedian out of my bio today by a random man on Twitter, so... Oh my god! A freelance comedian, hit. though. That doesn't mean you're, like, getting yeah, any I... work or anything. We could all be freelance comedians. No, I'm a very shit freelance comedian. <laughs> Come on. What what a motherfucker. I'll take, fuck you. Fuck you. It's just bitter men fuck trying you. to ruin women's fun on Twitter. Uh, yeah, basically. There's a lot of that going around. There is, yeah. I've seen, seen an awful lot of that going on, in fact. Uh, but not that we're involved in any recent beefs on Twitter or anything. Unbelievably, we're not. <laughs> Real politic back in town. Fuck you all. One million dead Tories. Eat a dick. <laughs> yeah, that'll probably do. We can probably end that there. Yeah, we? eat a dick. That works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the good old days. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, I always feel so much better after we record. I feel like I'm doing something with my life. Fuck off. Bad intentions 
That caravan brought to my drive to spy on me Rushing parts all up in my mansions They call me Jolly Young, though my name is Steve I'm wide and I'm inspired by a desire to get you fired And music ain't been the same since John Squire retired I've never had a kid But if you want a centrist dad then I'll be it I just formed a new centrist party your post-truth world ain't seen the back of me Fascists on left and right can call me slugging melt all night But a party, yeah a party I'm a glee So won't you come and party down with me Yeah won't you come and party down with me Let's make politics Let's make politics Let's make politics sane again Join the Radicals UK now Fascists on left and right can call me slug and melt all night But a party, yeah a party I'm with glee So won't you come and party down with me Oh won't you come and party down with me Forced out by hard left in Labour purge. Who are the hard left now? Who are the hard left, Chris? Um, you know, nationalisation without compensation. Printing uh, money. Printing money. It's tech. It's exciting. It's young people. It's crowdsourcing. 